Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium, an intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hey guys, welcome back to Spirit School solo episode this time. I, I go through phases where I like love doing interviews and I love hooking up with people that I follow on Instagram and then I go through phases where I just want to do a solo episode. I just kind of want to talk about some stuff. So today I'm very excited to talk about a topic I am so passionate about. If you go to very, very early episodes, I talk about the Claire's. I talk about clairvoyance and the, the clairaudience and claircognizance and clairsentience and I just kind of wanted to bundle up this one episode because it's the language of spirit this is the language of spirit and even since I recorded those episodes early in 2018 I have even a bigger um, lens on these abilities and I used to consider them just strictly mediumship tools and a language for mediumship. But as I've gone on in my life and I've made huge decisions in my life, when to leave my job, you know, to have another kid, like I've made all these huge decisions in my life. Um, I realize that I'm actually using this language of spirit with my own spirit. And that makes total sense. And I'm using it in my intuitive capacity. I'm using it in my soul readings and I'm using it in my day-to-day life decisions. So even since I recorded those early episodes, my level of understanding around these abilities has expanded. And that's really what's going to happen if you're on the spiritual path. You're always going to end up expanding. Your level of knowledge and your beliefs are going to shift and change as you change. And we're always going to change and we're always going to evolve. So I just wanted to kind of share a little bit more that I know around the language of spirit. And some of you who follow me on Instagram, I highly recommend you do. at Squamish Medium. Um, I posted yesterday a quiz that I created called the language of spirit. So you actually get to identify what your most fluent Claire is at this time of your development. And we have a little bit of each within each and every one of us without a doubt. Um, But what's your most natural slash fluent language with spirit right now? And I think in the past three days since I launched Um, The quiz, I've had over 300 people take it. So I know it's really um, hitting people at home and people are getting a little bit more curious about the spirit themselves, this language of spirit themselves. So I really wanted to just share a little bit more about it today and then talk about my language of spirit course, which just launched on Sunday. Tip to future self, Mother's Day launch is not a good idea. Um, I'm going to be doing an episode in a month around the first 100 days as a full-time spiritual entrepreneur. So if you're a regular listener, you would have gotten the first um, six weeks episode in which I share my lessons and my learnings and holy have things shifted. And not for the bad, not for the good, just things have shifted and I'm just like freaking rolling with it. But I do have a lot to share on my 100-day episode which I think I'm at day like 83 or 84 right now, um, and so many lessons, so many learnings, and putting together Spirit School, which is the online school um, of international spiritual studies. Wow, what a feat, guys. I put everything into this. 
everything. I put all my chips on red um, when it came to building the school and I have so much to share with you guys about it but today is not the um, day to do that but it is the day to talk about the signature course on there which is the language of spirit and I had over 40 people show up for the live because um, I did it live first and then I put the um, recordings plus some extra visualizations and extra handouts onto the spirit school um, website. So it's myspiritschool.com. Go check it out. I got three courses on there, but the language of spirit is definitely the one that I'm talking about today and the one that I think is going to make the most transformation for people. And the people who took the course, I had one lady say it changed her life. Like she actually let, gave me a free piece of jewelry. She's a jewelry maker and she's like, your course changed my life. I was like, wow. So what I found, which I, you can't even really put intention into this stuff because you're just like, I'm just going to show up and share what I know. And you can't really predict how it's going to impact people but it impacted people more than I could have ever have manifested or I could have even dreamed so many people walked away from that feeling comforted feeling aligned feeling like they know they have this gift in them they know they have this gift and so I love it I'm just so excited about it but I first became aware of the Claire's like obviously you know reading Sylvia Brown's books when I was a teenager even then I don't recall her talking about it even with my mediumship development teachers um, especially my first teacher I don't I do remember her talking a little bit about it but it was just kind of like this little curiosity that perked up in me but it was really my second teacher I'm not naming my first two teachers for good reason um, people who know know why but I, I won't do that I don't want to name names right now or anything like that but my second teacher was all about the Claire's and so learning from her in 2016, like something just kind of opened up for me when I discovered um, how much we use these abilities in our day-to-day -day life, but also our spiritual practice. And I just became a little bit obsessed with it. So there wasn't a whole lot of resources out there for me. I could find like little blog posts here or there. I couldn't find anything super specific on it. So I just started building my own knowledge base around it. And I knew because as I was developing as a medium, I knew that my clairvoyance wasn't very strong because I could pick up things very accurately through my feeling, through my thoughts, even things that I was thinking in my mind. I would translate it to my sitter and back then it was a practice sitter because I wasn't a professional medium yet. But I realized that things that I was seeing were wrong. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, but my teacher called herself a clairvoyant. And so I was, I never felt like I was good enough because I'm like, well, I'm definitely not clairvoyant. So I'm definitely not good enough to do this work because I was so confused about the terminology people were using with these spiritual gifts as well. And then I found out that people just used their, the word clairvoyant as like kind of an, a catch all phrase for being somebody who can see into the future. So in the clairvoyant episode or the clairvoyant module in spirit school, the class, um, you know, I talk about all this. I'm like, these are so many different modalities that people use the clairvoyant gift, like aura reading, crystal gazing, like there's so much, like even Oracle card readings. Um, they use the clairvoyant ability. Something sticks out for them that they see that pops another Claire coming in that provides more information for somebody. Um, sorry to go off track there, but clairvoyance to me was always kind of like the elusive Claire so I had so many insecurities around 
wow, okay, I'm not clairvoyant, therefore there's no way I could be a psychic medium because I feel more, I'm a clairsentient, I feel more information. And so I really limited myself. So one of the things I talk about first and foremost in the Claire course is this term around uh, synesthesia. So I'd actually never heard of that term before I read Anita Morgiano's book, Dying to Be Me, which I recommend to everybody read. Fascinating book about her near-death experience. But the way that she talked about her transition to the other side, she's like, it was this ability of synesthesia. I was able to experience love, experience sound as like an all-encompassing experience. I heard things, I felt things, I knew things, and I had no limitations. So when we talk about synesthesia in a physical human experience, it's considered a condition because people get very overwhelmed with, you know, like for example, if they hear a train go by, it's a very intense experience for them because not only do they hear and see the train, but they feel the train and they get overwhelmed by this multi-sensory experience. But when we talk about it from a spiritual lens and a mediumship lens, because I'm a medium, that's always how I show up with my examples is like, this is how it works for me. How I realize it happens, and anyone who's had a reading with me, this is what it looks like for me. I get people to spell me their name. I can get them to spell anything. I'm like, you, you can spell rainbow. It has the same effect, but their voice carries this vibration to me, and it, like, it comes into my heart. Whenever I hear people's voices, I feel their voices in my heart through my clairsentience. And then what happens for the next minute, I'm literally hit with tons of information at once. I'll see a tree, I'll hear a name, I'll feel a sensation, like something physical, like a heart attack. And it's all happening at once. So I quickly jot down some notes and then I will go through the list one by one and that's how I start my sessions. I'm like, okay, I heard this, I felt this, I knew this and I saw this. And then they're able to validate what they understand and what they don't. And I follow those cookie crumbs and those trails. And one of the best explanations of this synesthesia that I've ever heard, and again, I talk about this more in depth in the course, is Tony Stockwell once said to me, he's like, what if we are not just seeing things and we are not just hearing things? What if with that melding, with that blending of auras, our aura with the world of spirit, we are actually receiving an imprint of everything at once. And really we're using our world's references based off our well-lived life and our experiences. And we're getting an understanding through references and past experiences that we've had that we're able to kind of pick up. So that's how come you go down and have a reading and you just want to hear this one thing, but the medium that you picked or that you were aligned with doesn't have a reference for it because they haven't experienced that themselves. Therefore, they're not going to be able to easily perceive it. I hope that makes sense, but I do believe that. And I believe that's what's happening is that synesthesia experience where I receive everything at once and my life's experiences, which is my prerequisite to be a good medium, is a well-lived life and a very colorful life, in fact, that I'm able to have a world of references that I can pick up different information um, for my sitter to kind of validate. Another thing I really wanted to talk about this term of synesthesia is around not limiting yourself. My first mentor really limited herself by calling herself just a clairvoyant. And I used to limit myself as well um, early on by just telling myself that I'm a clairsentient. So it's like I almost just intentionally put a block around like not being a clairvoyant and not being clairaudient. I was limiting myself. So I talk a little bit more about that in depth in the course as well. 
But the clairsentience experience, I think, is one that is the most common, even as people have done my quiz and they're tagging me in the results, I notice a huge trend in people showing up as clairsentient. But when I look at the results as a summary of over 300 people, the strongest one is actually claircognizance. I see more people who have taken the quiz that have experienced the result of claircognizance, which is that clear knowing, than even clairsentience. But I like talking about clairsentience first because it's the most easily recognizable when I share what clairsentience actually is and how it shows up in our life. So I use the example of everyone who has any level of emotional intelligence can walk into a room and get a temperature of the room. In the corporate world, I could walk into a meeting and realize right away how I needed to show up. Am I going to be more passive slash fly in the wall or do I need to stick up for myself and defend myself in this moment? You can get that vibe in the room before anyone even opens their mouth. That is clairsentience at work. When I'm in a mediumship reading, immediately I receive information from the world of spirit on how they lived or passed because that's a big piece of evidence that they want to get through like this is your loved one. So strokes always show up for me with my left arm going numb. Depression always comes with a pain on the side of my head. There's different physical sensations that I receive through the ability of clairsentience. I also get a lot of emotions. So I always know because I get really nervous and I get a little bit scared when I'm working with a spirit who has an apology. So this could come across as a suicide or this could come across as just not being the most present or supportive person for the sitter in this life experience. And I'm able to perceive that through the emotions that I feel. Now as a medium or somebody who's translating their spiritual language into service, into a gift, what the one thing you have to get over to be able to show up in service of spirit is that everything that you are receiving in that service setting is for your sitter. So one of the things that people have struggled with is they will see, hear, know, and feel things that they feel are for them, but they're actually for their sitter. And more intelligently, a spirit will often give us healings and learnings and teachings and lessons that are for both of us. Because if they can heal two spirits at a time, that's the intelligent spirit. They're going to take that opportunity. So I always tell my students, I'm like, you just need to trust that when you sit down and you tell the world of spirit, I'm here to serve. Everything that comes through you is for your sitter. As an example, clairvoyantly, I will see a memory that I had as a kid and I used to not express it because I was like, okay, spirit, that's nice. Why are you showing me this? But then the more that I practiced and the more that I actually got over myself and started sharing what I was seeing, the person who chose to work with me and was aligned to work with me that day actually had the same experience. Same with grandmothers. I used to always say I'm not clairvoyant because the physical descriptions I would give people were inaccurate. And that's very common, everyone, very common. Very, very common. I actually think clairvoyance is the least reliable clair um, when it comes to mediumship connection. Maybe a little bit more accurate when it comes to psychic prediction, uh, but less so when it comes to mediumship connection. And so Spirit just started showing me my grandmother. And then I would say to the person, I feel like you have a grandmother in spirit. Yes. Okay. Then we can go on from there. And then even when they show me my brother, because of the way my brother chooses to live his life, um, I'm able to say exactly what um, is my brother is like to a sitter. And they're like, yes, that was exactly them. So this is how spirit uses clairvoyance with me. They're showing me my own stuff. They're showing me my own stuff. And I just have to kind of relay what I remember from that experience. So I see a vision. 
And I don't just say what I see ever because again, if you listen back, I was very skeptical about my clairvoyance. I was very insecure with it. So I allow spirit now to bring me visions, but I also need to feel something too. So I will see, uh, okay, I will see uh, vision and then I tap into the emotion behind it and then I'm able to give somebody some really good information so as an example spirit one time showed me a vision of myself laughing and playing in a lake I used to spend a lot of time at as a kid and I remember that being one of the most joyful times I've ever had with my family because my family never took vacations um, we were very poor growing up so we didn't really get to go anywhere we got to go on a couple trips I don't want to make it sound like we never went anywhere we did we get went on a few trips but we didn't do the Disneyland we didn't do the you know big trips that a lot of families take and so I would say to my sitter you know I'm seeing this vision at this lake I spent and I named the lake as a kid and they actually spent time in the summer at the exact same lake as a kid like how intelligent is that? So not only did I tap into the actual vision of me playing in this lake, I tapped into how I felt and how um, that was such a freeing experience for me as a kid. And it was such a, a bonding moment with my family that I, I don't remember other bonding moments other than that growing up. And the sitter had the exact same experience. So I hope that gives you kind of like a bit of an example of how I see things and feel things. And I use the synesthesia, the multiple senses to bring through one single piece of information at once. I hear it all the time. Um, so here's why I'm skeptical about people just relaying what they looked like or what they wore. And that's because we change our, I change my clothes three times a day. I've already worn two outfits today and it's only 1 p.m. Right, I wore my workout outfit and then I wore my day outfit, which actually just looks like my workout outfit, <laughs> but it's not sweaty. <laughs> so because we change our appearance all the time, like if we talk about mustache, like yeah, my dad rocked a mustache for a few years of his life, so that would be accurate. So it's not the highest quality um, information you could bring through. So when I encourage people to develop their clairvoyance, I want you to tap into memories so spirit will actually show me palm trees and when they show me palm trees I know that you're planning a trip to Hawaii, Mexico or California and I'm trying now with spirit to niche that down even more and so it takes practice and it takes getting it wrong a few times to nail down what's right and that's okay I mean people pay good money to get readings with me you can be wrong a few times like nobody's 100% accurate in the readings and I'm still developing so I'm still going to go for um, the information and take the opportunity to try to nail down what spirit is showing me so if you get something wrong that you're saying the first time keep going ask spirit can you also incorporate a sound with this vision that I can pass along or can you bring through a knowing around this vision that I can pass along and so keep trying and messing with that when it comes to Claire audience it's the most misunderstood Claire it literally literally is so many people say I am not Claire audience because they're expecting to hear a booming external voice and it doesn't work like that more often than not almost always the voice that we hear from spirit sounds like our own voice in our own head it's like it sounds like we're having a conversation with ourselves so people who are naturally clairaudient have a lot of conversations in their head they have a lot of um 
thoughts and and just like back and forth and I guarantee you more often than not you're actually conversing with your spirit team you're actually conversing with your loved ones departed your angels and your guides who are trying to help influence you to have the most joyful and expansive human experience possible so how we can discern spirit's voice versus our ego's voice is spirit's voice is always uplifting powerful life-affirming and motivational Our ego's voice is the one who tells us we're not good enough, doubting, fearful, trying to keep you small. Because the voice literally sounds the same, you have to really understand the difference and discernment with that. Spirit's voice, helpful, loving, supportive. Ego's voice, fearful, small, holding you back. Okay? And it gets easier to discern as you fall into faith with it. So the best way to develop clear audience is to talk kindly to yourself, is to heal the repeating thoughts Um, because we only think so many thoughts a day. I don't know the exact number, but you repeat thoughts to yourself that are habitual. They're not, I'm not enoughness. I'm stupid. I hate myself. All these disgusting things that we started telling ourselves, usually in our teenage years, that are just habitual now. So the best way to develop your clear audience is to clean that up, heal that shit, and start talking loving to yourself and kindly to yourself and like your own best friend because you are your own best friend. We also sometimes get disembodied voices speaking to us. I have heard my name called a few times, clairaudiently, and those have always been very powerful experiences that can often not be replicated. And what they did for me is that they got me a little bit more spiritually curious. And they all happened early in my development or before my development. And I think that those were little sign flags and posts from the world of spirit to get me curious on this path. Um, so Claire, audience is wonderful. I hear now that I did my big demonstration. I've talked about this before. I got over a huge fear of doing a group reading and I just showed up and did readings to 22 people and then 33 people. Scariest thing I've ever done in my life. But after I had those experiences, it was like I was gifted from the world of spirit, this opening of my Claire audience. And now I hear a lot more. And so I'm able to actually pick up songs and music and different sayings and phrases people had because this gift has been expanded because I I walked through my fear. I walked through my ego's voice and just showed up and did it anyways. And so now I'm like so much more Claire audience than I was even in January. And I'm loving it. I'm loving, loving, loving it. Um, so it's kind of what I wanted to talk about, Claire audience there. Um, and in the course, I talk about different signs that you receive on the opening of the chakra centers, the opening of the throat chakra, which is hooked up to Claire audience, different exercises on how to develop it, like through automatic writing and different exercises to further develop and expand these abilities. Um, so the final one I really wanted to talk about today was around Claire cognizance, and this is the clear knowing. And... I love claircognizance, but claircognizance takes big balls. Claircognizance takes courage. The only way to develop this ability is through self-confidence and self-worth. This is connected, obviously, to the solar plexus chakra. So if you don't feel powerful, if you don't feel confident, your claircognizance will fall flat. It's always coming through you, but you won't have the courage to say what you know because you don't have any evidence. You don't have any feelings or thoughts or um, voices or visions to accompany what you know. So claircognizance is fascinating because it comes through with dates for me. It's so fascinating. Like I did a reading a few weeks ago where um, 
I connected with four spirits for this person and they all died of illnesses. And through my knowing, I was like, hey, I know dad was sick for 18 months. I know aunt was sick for like six months. I just knew. And those were big pieces of evidence for this person because she was a caretaker for a lot of these folks. And so these were things that she lived in this time. And so spirit didn't have to show me a calendar. They didn't have to whisper anything to me. I just knew. And I had courage because I trust my claircognizance so much that I just said what I know. And I love claircognizance. So claircognizance is a fun one to work with. I know mediums on Instagram that I follow who say that they just work in their claircognizance. And it takes the least energy out of you and it takes the least development. It's like just show up and be courageous. Just be courageous. So how can we get to you to a place where you feel confident and worthy enough to just pass along what you know? Um, that's what claircognizance is all about. So I talk about these four clairs and I touch a little bit on clairalliance or clairalliance. I say it both ways now. Um, and I talk a little bit about clairgustance as well, which is the smelling and tasting abilities. Um, but I really, you know, definitely wanted to promo the course because I know like I might even make it a requirement for people who want mentorship with me to take this before because there's only so much I can touch in on this on our six sessions in the mentorship program. And this is just a full course. Like it's every um, Claire is over an hour of video instruction. Again, it was a live class. Um, you don't hear anyone else. It's just a presentation of me talking and sharing my experiences over an hour for each Claire, plus three exercises and three homework assignments for you to integrate before the next week you pick up another Claire. So it's a self-study. I mean, dream world for me is you do a Claire a week, but life happens you might just want to do it at your own time. Fair enough. Do your thing. But I know that people who take this course are going to walk away feeling so much more confident in their abilities and so excited about developing their spiritual gifts even further. I'm all about helping people get confident and get clear and walk through fear. So that's exactly how I designed this course. And it was funny because this again was how claircognizance kicked up on me. Um, and I talked about this a little bit earlier when I on my episode around spirit school launching. Um, but I was just sitting there one day and I just had a thought. I'm like, I should do a four week course on the Claire's live. I turned to my husband. I said, Hey, do you mind if I spend a few Saturdays alone? Um, you know, like three hours at a time to do this course. And he was like, yeah, sure. And my husband never says that. So I knew there was alignment there. So I posted on my Instagram right away. I'm doing this Claire's course. Who's interested? And I opened registration the next day. And I had over 40 people sign up. And I then I started creating the content. I'm like, okay, now I have to create what I know about these. And so this course was literally unfolding from the world of spirit for you guys. And for me, it was so fascinating because I didn't even realize how much I knew until I started teaching it. And I'm like, dang, I'm like... I'm a bit of an expert in this field and that made me feel even more confident and even more good about it. I love it. And so I just feel so aligned with this thing. Again, I think it's like one of the, the coolest things I've put out there. Um, hopefully you guys are interested in it. You can find it at myspiritschool.com or you can just go to my Instagram, do the quiz, start there, see if you start getting a little bit more curious about it and see where that takes you. But I really think anyone who's interested in doing any modality of spiritual work, you got to know the Claire's. You got to know how you're receiving the information so that you feel confident when you pass along the information. 
Um, so it's kind of just what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I think too, for people who know a little bit about the Claire's, one of the pieces of feedback that I got from people who almost didn't take it because they're like, well, I already know about the Claire's was that they got so much more information out of it. Um, again, I think it's because I share much like I did today, real examples for each point I talk about on how this shows up for me. And that gives people almost like, oh yeah, that's how I receive it too. And so they get a little bit more confident there because I know when I did, um, a mentorship under Aboriginal medium, Sean Leonard, I actually skipped over the Claire's, um, because I'm like, well, I know all about the Claire's. And once I did this course, I actually went back to his teachings on the Claire's and learned so much more too. So we can never know enough about this, especially if it's an area that we're passionate in or that where our work is aligned with. Um, so yeah, myspiritschool.com, go to my Instagram, take the quiz. It's in the link tree. And I also did a post on this, um, the quiz, and it's just fun. It's just a fun little thing. So any questions you have, DM me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I have a few more. Um, so I have this interview I really want to do. I haven't reached out to her yet. She asked me to be on her podcast, but the timing hasn't worked out. But she is a conscious collective sister. She was diagnosed with a very severe um, form of breast cancer. And she had, uh, you know, double mastectomy. Um, she's like a model. She's beautiful. And then she had implants put in and now she's getting them removed and she's going through this journey. But what I found fascinating about her healing journey is that she opted out of all modern medical treatment. She decided not to take um, the chemo treatments that her doctors were recommending. And they told her, you are the only person we've ever heard who has declined this. And she's like, I'm a natural person. I just want to do this naturally. And she has beat breast cancer. She has healed herself through natural remedies and methods. So I think I'm going to approach her next to be on spirit school because she's also a shamanic teacher and a beautiful spirit so I think that you guys would really love her message and really love her energy so I'm thinking of approaching her next to be on spirit school anyways love you guys chat soon